Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in at episode 215 of the Get Around Podcast, and I can say off the bat, it is a good one. It is a good one because we have already at this point recorded the athlete interview, and it was great. It was great. And and off the bat is appropriate because they were baseball players. It is, right off the bat. Uh, Traverse City Central baseball players Josh Klug and Reed Seabase are going to be joining us uh, a little bit later. Uh, if you want to, and I highly advise it, just skip to that portion right now. Not that the, our, the conversation James and I are, are going to have coming up uh, isn't good. It's a, it's a great conversation. Uh, it's just if you want to be wildly entertained and, uh, you know, listen to a good conversation. And uh, another game of heads up, by the way, which uh, maybe the outcome was different this week than it was last week. We'll leave that to be a mystery, um, but it was still a lot of fun. Glad that um, Josh and Reed were able to come in here and hang out uh, in the studio with us for a bit. Other than that, uh, like I said, uh, a great show. And I, I think the way that things are going, especially now having, I, I can't believe what a difference it makes. And I think I even said this during the interview, James, but having them back in the studio makes much much an better enormous difference in terms of chemistry and mm-hmm. just being able to go back and forth we don't have to worry about technology issues right we don't have to worry about if they can hear us or if they can see us or or if we can hear them or see them or anything like that mm-hmm. they're right in front of us so i didn't and, I, and we can bs for a little while beforehand a lot of times yes which is nice yeah I think that get helps some familiarity. Talk about some stuff, right? Maybe get some topics to talk about or not talk about, right? Yeah. So, again, it was just it was really nice. It was just different from from last week when we didn't know who the hell we were going to have on here, but we ended up having who we thought we were going to have on here. Uh, and and this week we we know exactly they were who we thought they were. That, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to slam the podium. Get really angry about it. Why can't I remember what is it? What was that head coach's name? Denny, Denny Green. Green. Denny Green. Yeah, that was. Uh, and we let him off the hook. Yeah. Made the <laughs> Chicago Bears famous for that. <laughs> uh, but we do have uh, a good show coming up for you here on episode 215 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host Brennan Queeley. Joining me in studio, of course, is our senior sports reporter James Cook. And yes, we will have uh, Josh and Reed on a little bit later. We'll also get into uh, an induct. Uh, again, while it's just the two of us, we'll induct two more athletes into the Get Around Hall of Fame as our athletes of the week. We will finish off with a trifecta slash duo lipo that I have yet to even think about or ponder until this moment, actually, because I forgot that we have that part of the show to do. Uh, so we'll, we'll figure something out for that. <laughs> we can talk about the Batman. We'll, we can talk about that or... To continue the bat theme. Nice. See? Right off the bat to start the show, and then we'll mm-hmm. end with the bat. Yep, and in between the batsmen. And then we'll have the... Yeah, the batsmen in between. So uh, this show uh, and all of the other shows... Uh, of the get around are brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City. They make subs that are freaky fresh and freaky fast because they are Jimmy John's. Freak, yeah. All right. So since we did have a, a rather lengthy interview with uh, uh, Reed and Josh that went, I think, over half an hour, uh, I, I, we might as well just get into our conversation this week instead of BSing like we normally do through the first you know, 10, 15 minutes of the show, even though we're now, well, we're five minutes into this one. That's less than five. We're about four minutes into this one. And I think this is probably the quickest that we will have gotten to the actual subject of what we want to talk about. Just get down to the nitty-gritty. And um, so coming out this Sunday, uh, this Sunday will be the girls' basketball uh, all-region team, including our dream team, our player of the year, our defensive player of the year, and our freshman of the year. So that will come out on Sunday. And then the following Sunday will be the boys' basketball dream team. So this Sunday's girls' basketball dream team. Uh, following Sunday will be the boys' basketball dream team. And we're not going to give away everything because we want you to go out and buy physical po- copies of the paper and l- click. 
yeah, on our website. Take a look on Sunday and see if you're on the team or which yeah. team. Yeah. But um, I, I think I, I think in this case, and, and I'll leave it up to you, but I feel like it's pretty obvious who our player of the year is, and I, I wonder if you would be okay revealing that here or if you want to wait because we've talked about her so much. Yeah, I think it's, it's really obvious. I don't think it's a problem it's putting that out that there because it's, yeah, it's kind of a slam dunk. Yeah, uh, and a very apropos uh, description of that. And this isn't because there, there aren't other players who aren't worthy. It's just Grace Bradford was heads and tails above the competition this year. She played great basketball every single game. Mm-hmm. And you'll read with the uh, story uh, accompanying the all-region team that will be coming out Sunday. Um, some of the some of the challenges that not necessarily everybody around Northern Michigan, I think, knows about that she was battling all season um, as she was <coughs> having that that great season. She averaged twenty three points a game, ten boards, three assists, four and a half steals a game. Um, part of that's because she plays the top of that zone of theirs. Um, but yeah, so it just just a, a stat filler for them. And she was every asked. Night. She was asked. I don't even know if she was asked. I think she made herself be the one that was gonna carry the team. And it's not that. Again, I'm not saying that she did this all on her own, but I really feel like she put the responsibility of that team's success on her shoulders. She wasn't asked to do that. I don't mm-hmm. think head coach Jason Bradford, her dad, did that. I don't think her teammates did that. Uh, I think that she saw as much value in all of her teammates as her teammates saw in her. You know, there with, with her, there there was no ego. It was simply, I'm going to do what I need to do to not only make my team better, but we're going to get the job done. And mm-hmm. they, they did. They were so close. I mean, again, they were so close to, to getting the job done uh, and, and falling just short, but making it to the Breslin, and I think that, that that's got to mean so much to Grace. I don't know if you if you talk to her about just making it there and what that meant, but you know, it, it's different asking her that beforehand and then asking her that shortly after losing, but a couple of months, you know, or, or a few weeks after it all transpired, you know, you kind of can step back. And go, and realize what a huge accomplishment that is just to make it to the Breslin Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and they thought they had a chance to do that two years ago when the the, the playoffs abruptly ended during regionals, and they were still alive, um, on their way to Grayling, I think it was, to play in regionals when everything was announced that it everything was done. Yeah, that March thirteenth, twenty twenty. Yep. Crazy day. Um, you know, and that was another year they thought they had a legit shot at going to the Final Four. They would have had to get a, past a pretty good Manton team to do it, but, um, you know, they that, that was their their goals that year, and they obviously couldn't do it, so they got it done two years later. Looking up and down uh, these lists, we've got uh, Dream Team, Second Team, Third Team, all the way down to a, a sixth team, and then honorable mentions. So we'll be looking at uh, the top. 30 players uh, in the area, uh, and then uh, the, the honorable mentions, those who, who just missed out uh, on that but still had an effort this season worthy of, of, of being recognized. Uh, coming into this and now looking, going back on the season, are there any names on here that uh, if you would have... If I would have shown you this list at the beginning of the season, before the season, are there any names on here that, that stick out and go, wow, I, I wasn't expecting that person to be a dream teamer or a second teamer or anything like that? Yeah, I think the one person I think who showed, who showed I think the biggest leap forward between her junior year and her senior year was uh, a Traverse City West post player, Megan Lautner. Um, you know, she was pretty good last year, but she took another step this year and uh, became one of the one of the best interior players in northern Michigan um, you know the rest of the team is obviously Grace Bradford is the player of the year uh, Lauren Wilder sophomore from man high scoring sophomore there from man the second leading scorer in the area at 21 points a game Mackenzie Bismal Bisball another sophomore from Kenzie Lake City capital K yep 
Emma Emma Skierbeek from from McBain, senior uh, SARP shooter there, going to Ferris State next year to play basketball. Bel Air junior J.C. Summers, and then the aforementioned uh, Megan Lautner, um, our defensive player of the year, is also from Glen Lake, is Jessica Robbins, and our freshman of the year is Traverse City Central point guard Jakiah Brumfield. Well, we were talking about uh, off mic uh, a little bit, and um, you were just kind of talking about uh, her game. I was, if you want, just going a little more about about Jakiah and and becoming in as a freshman, and uh, having kind of a different game from her her sister Jalen. Yeah, to come in uh, to come in and start and start playing regularly at, at, at Traverse City Central is not something that happens a ton, you know, or West. And uh, for a freshman to come in and do that and kind of take over not only a starting position but, but playing point guard essentially um, was it's just something pretty big. I mean her stats don't jump off the off the you know page when you look at them, um, but they're pretty solid. And yeah, she does have a different different kind of game than than Jalen Brumfield had. Um, Jalen Brumfield was more of a pure scorer. I think uh, Jakiah is a little bit more of a uh, a pass first play in the system you know kind of facilitator yeah, yeah and I think part of that is Jen Dutmer's influence too um, I, you know I think she wants the, the whole offense to be very structured um, but uh, you know just, just different different kind of player from her sister you know whereas Jalen was just somebody who when she wanted to could just take over the game with scoring I, th- I think Jakaya can do that eventually too. She seems to have the the potential to. And she's a pretty good shooter. It'll be interesting to see what she does over the next three years. Watch that growth. And we've got a lot of good quality young players that are coming up. And the one thing, and this is, you know, it does I guess it doesn't say a lot about me as a, uh, you know, but we follow so many athletes. We can't possibly be expected to know what year all of, all of them are in, mm-hmm. in high school. So when we were going over this list off mic, I saw Kendall Stanfest's name, and this entire year, just because of her play, uh, I expected her to be a senior. And then when I saw a sophomore next to her name, I went, Kendall Stanfest is a sophomore? And then, James, yeah, you, you talked about kind of how stacked Elk Rapids is going forward, and I mean... Kendall Stanfest, as a sophomore, she was putting up numbers and playing and doing things on the court that were senior-like, that were veteran-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they're going to have a, a pretty good core of that team back with her and Lauren, Bing, uh, Lauren Bingham and uh, Bergstrom coming back as well, kind of in the middle for them. Um, they're going to lose some of that. They're going to lose some of that backcourt kind of stabilizing players that they had in the in the, the Gregorski twins and Gabby Krakow who were kind of some of their players that also helped them be able to run that press um, you know good defensive players and everything too um, so they'll miss those those players but uh, but they've got a decent amount coming back and I'm trying to remember whether Logan Reasoner is a junior or a senior and I cannot remember for the for the life of me. See, and again, well, we cover thousands of athletes. We cannot possibly be expected. But if Reasoner's <laughs> coming back, then that's then they then they're pretty loaded for next season. Looking at this, uh, who would you say is an maybe not early favorite, but who are some contenders for Player of the Year next year? Because you're looking at the the dream team as it is. It has two sophomores and a junior on it. Uh, Lauren Wilder and Mackenzie Bisball, both sophomores, and then J.C. Summers out of Bel Air, uh, a junior. Uh, Wilder is a great player, mm-hmm. and I think that by the end of her her career at Manton, she will reach Grace Bradford level. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, she's averaging over twenty a game here as a as a sophomore. She averaged right around twenty, I think, as a freshman like 18, 19 a game. And so, I mean, she just started scoring the freshman. Um, and, you know, the problem is they need to put in, I'm not sure, for the next couple years, I'm not sure what man has in the pipeline. They have a couple of really good players in junior high right now that will be freshmen when Lauren Wilder is a senior. And in, including... Um, including Coach Hiller's daughter. 
will be a, will be a freshman that year. And so when they compare that, when they can put the three of those together, I think is when they're kind of man is kind of targeting that when they'll have another nice team and be able to make a nice run. And until then they're going to lean heavily on Lauren Wilder to <laughs> continue scoring 20 some points a game. And she's going to keep filling up the stat book, which is impressive because they do rely on her heavily. They ask her to be the one and other teams know this and she can mm-hmm. still put up the numbers that she's putting up. Super impressive. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with this or should we just, I mean, we're 15 minutes in. So yeah, we don't have to go into the second team or anything. Okay. All right. So make sure you look for the uh, all region girls basketball team coming out this Sunday, pick up a physical copy of the record evil. Pick up a physical copy of the Record Eagle wherever newspapers are sold, and also uh, visit us online at uh, record-eagle.com to check that out. But for now, um, let's get into what we were talking about at the start of the show, a great interview with Traverse City Central baseball players Josh Klug and Reed Seabase. An absolute pleasure to have them in. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that right now. All right, we are excited to finally get the show started. You guys have been here for, I don't know, 10 minutes at least. Oh no, they've been here for they got here uh, they were here before I was they were here. here early. Yeah. They were here. You guys about, got here. It's very eager. 320. They were like, "Well, let's we want to yeah. be on a podcast." But so, uh, welcome in Traverse City Central baseball players, Josh Klug and Reed Seabase and football players as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple sport athletes. Uh, welcome into the show episode 215. How you guys uh, how you guys doing? Good. Good. How are you? Good. <laughs> We're hanging in there. Yeah, I'm doing good as well. So. Good. All right, so right before we got started, the glasses on top of the hats, both of you guys really rocking what I'm assuming is, like, if you were in the military, it's fatigues. You guys have your, your baseball casual hoodies, hats, sunglasses, walking in here like the Matrix has glitched, and it's, I'm looking at the same person. Okay. So... <laughs> We are we are pretty much matching actually. Yeah. I did not realize that. With the got shorts. Yeah, they're like both camo pattern too. Yeah. Are the shorts both camo okay. pattern? Okay. But you yeah. got sandals, he's got shoes. Yeah. And I got gray socks on. He's got white. Yeah. <laughs> All it says is you guys have a close relationship and you're good friends, I would I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. could you could say that. Mm-hmm. So the glasses on top of the hat. Do you guys when I see that out in the field and the glasses are with both of you guys upside down and on top of the hat, do you know you're not going to need the sunglasses while you're out in the field? Why are they on the hat? Why are they sometimes backwards um, on the hat? Is it just a style thing? And it, if it is, that's okay. I'm just curious. I mean... Because I was never good enough to get to that point where I was cool enough in baseball to be able to pull that off. I played baseball all through high school, but I was just never... Like, I was not the cool guy on the baseball team. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Josh is like, you don't seem cool at all. No, no, no. That's that's not what I mean. But you like, you seem very cool. The the upside down. Reed's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna, yeah. Like, you know, let's just let's try to be nice to him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. the upside down part is just like it fits on the hat better, so like it stays secure to your head if that like you're sense. not wearing them. But like, I don't know, like being up in northern Michigan. Like sun comes out sometimes, <laughs> it's, sometimes it's behind the clouds. Sometimes you don't need the sunglasses. Put them on top of your hat. I, I personally wear my sunglasses quite a bit. You they wear them quite a bit. They actually, they actually broke last game. Or like the lenses just popped out like mid-play. So I was running around with just uh, just this part on. <laughs> 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 looking like look, you look like you were wearing goggles. Yeah, it looked pretty funny, but just threw them on the ground because I couldn't fix them between plays. Yeah. And they just stay there better when they're upside down yeah. on the hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we talked about this a little bit last time. You and Wyatt were on. Yeah. Because we you, bo- you both the had the same glasses. Yeah, we were talking about the lenses and uh, yeah. how they look pretty similar. I mean, it's it's a it's a clear baseball style. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I'm curious to know Thank if you. you guys, uh, while 
Josh fixes uh, Reed's glasses. It's like a, like a like a good older brother right there. Take care, take care of it, no problem. Uh, have you guys noticed um, kind of this this trend in I don't know if you've seen it online on on TikTok or Twitter or anything like that, but the, kind of this trend in minor league baseball of having a lot more fun during the game, like. I don't know if you guys have seen the Savannah Bananas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Savannah we're bananas. big fans of those guys. Yeah. So you just I, just recently I, I saw the one where they did the, the Harlem Shake. Did you guys see that video? I haven't uh, seen that video. I haven't seen that one. I've seen, I've a, seen lot of, a lot of their videos. Yeah. So you guys owe it to yourself to find this one. It's uh, I can't remember the last guy. It's Malachi something. Uh, he's Apo Taco on, on Twitter, and uh, he comes out to the Harlem Shake, and they've got this on video, and once the, once the, uh, the beat drops, he starts dancing. The it's crazy, and it's just really interesting to see young people taking baseball and going like, "We're gonna make this a fun game." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that a trend you guys like seeing happening? Because in the majors, it can be so serious, and we're seeing that break more and more and more. But it seems like players who are like. We're just playing for the love of the game right now, so we're going to have fun. What do you guys think about that trend of making baseball more fun? I love it, but I'm just curious to what yeah. you guys think. Yeah. yeah, I I like it. I like seeing, like, I love seeing, like, uh, the Savannah Bananas on TikTok or, like, Instagram or anything and just, like, seeing their videos and then they just have so many fans there and it's just it's fun to watch. Yeah, we've kind of taken that into, like, nonstop pretty much the whole game. We're always just talking and at some points the outfielders, including myself, are, like, dancing out in the outfield just to literally nothing like after we get an out we always do like a celebration it's always different i don't even know how to explain it but just kind of throw throw out like throw the outs around pretty much just i don't know but then in the dugout too like our, our coaches have like emphasized it a lot this year about celebrating like runs because it's a big part of the game obviously but just like after everyone we score we all come out of the dugout and like congratulate everyone so it's just become a lot more fun for me personally and you have the new PA system, so you get the yeah. uh, Mario Brothers yeah. 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 sounder every time you score a run. Yeah. <coughs> is the Bananas the team that had the pitcher pitching on stilts? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, Might have been was. that one. I mean, because I have seen the one <laughs> like that where was crazy. They, they've been wear, uh, wearing kilts, I think. They would, yeah. do, like, they would do coordinated dances with the pitcher and... Uh, everyone in the field. The infielders and it's outfielders. just so mm -hmm. damn entertaining. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm watching them. I'm, I'm like, if this is going to be the future of baseball, that would be great because if we can move baseball to, I love it as a sport. Like I I mean I've been a diehard baseball fan my entire life. I've played it through high school. I watch it. And, you know I I probably play MLB the Show too much for a 37 year old. <laughs> um, but I I just I I like the idea of Having fun doing something that you love and not having to be one of these purists who are like, we have to take the game super seriously. It's a super serious thing. Yeah. And when you come down, boil, you know, when you boil it down, it's a kid's game. Mm -hmm. You guys are playing a kid's game and you're having fun and you should be allowed to do it because you're good at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how hard would it be to pitch on 10 foot stilts? Oh, that'd be so hard. Like, <laughs> you're so high up. Like I don't even know how anyone could ever do that. Like, I, when I first saw it, I was like, "What? How's it got to be coming down like this?" Yeah, yeah, and the angle. I'm like, how so did the batter agree to, to this? Yeah. <laughs> like, they have yeah. just such a different trajectory. Unless mm -hmm. the batter is also on stilts. He wasn't. He was, he was just a regular batter. I th he actually got a little bit of it. I think it grounded out, <laughs> if I remember from the video. Yeah, that's probably better yeah. than I could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean that angle is just straight down. Yeah. You guys had a, a big win uh, on Saturday. How are you feeling uh, with the start of the season uh, and things moving forward? Where do you where do you see this team at right now, and where do you see them getting as the season moves on? Um, I see us as like constantly improving, and like I know the beginning of the season obviously didn't work out like the best. Two first games were against uh, Mount Pleasant, who are they're a good team, and we lost them last year and first round of districts and um i just we've had two like seniors who didn't even play baseball until this year and they're coming out to play and they're like they love it they love the competition and uh michael brewer and carson bordeaux i'm sure you guys have heard of them yep. and mm -hmm. uh just i think that we're improving as a team and as like 
I don't know, just as a team, basically. And it's really fun to play with the guys. And uh, getting those two wins this weekend was uh, very fun for us. Mm-hmm. I can't really say much better. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so well, well, to yeah. read, you're, you're playing in center field, right? Yeah. So you're right next to Carson. Yeah. What's it been like with him coming back and him not having played baseball for like six, seven years or something? So when he started off the first couple of days of tryouts, he didn't really do much beforehand. So it was a little, <laughs> little interesting to say the least. His form for both hitting and throwing was not amazing. <laughs> it still needs work. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's definitely improved a lot since then. And it's, all, it's just fun having a, a guy with super high energy like him next to me at all times pretty much because he boosts the morale we're down and just keeps us going. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know, uh, keeping on talking about Carson uh, while he's not here, which I'm sure he loves, <laughs> um, <laughs> but both uh, James and I had considered when we started being able to have guests back in, in the podcast room, this is only the second week that we've been able to do this yeah. with kind of COVID uh, restrictions now lifting it here at, at the Record Eagle and uh, having allowing people from the outside uh, in the office. Uh, are you guys familiar with the show uh, Hot Ones on YouTube, the Chicken Wings show, where they eat oh, aggressively I've, I've heard hotter it. and it's hotter? It's like an interview wings. show, and he asks a question, yeah. and then they eat a chicken I, wing. I'm not. And the chicken wings get hotter and hotter yeah. and hotter. I've, yeah. I've I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. I've seen. So before. we want to also steal that and incorporate it into this show, and we were considering for our first two of you on. At the same time, I do I, I'd, I'd do that. I'd do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Do that? I feel like Caden would definitely make the forest without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. He just seems like a wild man. <laughs> yeah, he he's something like I've, I, he's I super think fun I've to talked to him once, but I've seen him play many other times, and I'm like that kid just seems like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is His, on the football team. Yeah. It was it was amazing just having he, him there on the team. Yeah, you didn't have to worry about your back at all times. He was he was there. He was always <laughs> there. Yeah, him and Parker Schmidt, both DNs. <laughs> they they were they yeah, were they were super fun. Had some oh. swag behind there. Oh yeah, definitely behind their play. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. What is that the camaraderie that you guys have uh, on the the football team that then translates over in into school and then into other sports like baseball where you guys are able to convince Carson to, to come out and, and play. What is that like, um, both in, in in and out of school and in and out of sports? Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, I guess I mean, I'm just asking about, uh, you know, friendship and, and how that kind of helps uh, get you guys through high school and through sports. And yeah, so we've all, like, I mean, outside of sports, outside of football, we all still pretty much hang out and do mostly – I'd say at least 50% of the things we do outside of school together is one bit, not, not like one big group, but at least with like someone else from the football team slash baseball team. Yeah. So that's just like, I don't know, helped out. Just, I just don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So like one of like the big things with our football team is like family and brotherhood and like being a team and like even outside of football, like we're always a team and we're always family and we're always here for each other and I mean, I guess that really does carry on, like, throughout high school and throughout your four years that you spend. And, like, through, like, freshman through junior year, I guess, for me. Like, I've always hung out with, like, the football guys, I guess. Uh, We've always been friends, and we've always hung out with each other. And, I don't know, it just carries on, for sure. Um, Yeah, I moved from, like, from Alpena my, like, freshman year, like, into my freshman year. Okay. And, like, instantly it was, like, just clicked, like... Just took me in. Yeah. What was that experience like moving uh, at, at that age? So it, it was kind of weird. I had an older brother. He was a sophomore going into his junior yeah, year. Drew. Yeah, Drew. Um, I mean, I didn't really know anything else besides Helpina. Just my view on everything else was different. And then it changed like instantly when I got over here. But it, w- it was the first summer was kind of hard because I was going back and forth like three times a week, like based on football schedules. But, I mean, the transition was was all right. I, I love it here. I'd rather be here than there, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, what, what is that difference? I mean, uh, you know, Alpine's a decent-sized school, yeah. and it just seems like they can never really get things going yeah. athletically and, yeah. and consistently. They're pretty decent in, like, baseball and softball. Yeah. But outside of that, it seems like their athletics kind of lag behind in the mm. Big North Conference. What's the difference between there and, say, Central or West or something? Um, just like the resources we have and the amount of effort and work we put into it, 
just like every single day in the summertime waking up at 6 a.m. to go work out we like we don't complain about that stuff here I'd say but like no if you wake up once over in Alpena at 6 a.m. you think you're like cool and then everyone here is just like cool man like we don't really care <laughs> just gotta I don't know it's just been an eye-opener to see since since we've moved how how much like Alpena could improve if they actually start implementing these things but it's probably never gonna change unless they they realize. Reed, do you get bored when he's pitching? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I entertain myself out in the outfield quite a bit. Yeah. So, <laughs> are you I mean, like you like it gets to two strikes and you can just take your phone out and you're just like I could probably I could yeah. just scroll through. All <laughs> so no one's no one's touching <laughs> this guy right now. Yeah, so one glasses. of the things we do in the outfield is like when we get one out, we be just like constantly <laughs> just like keep yelling like one out like pretty much the whole time. Every single time there's two strikes. We always yell one out. I'm like, two outs before he even pitches it, and then he strikes the kid out, and we're just like, all right, here we go. On to the third. <laughs> so it's, it's fun, though. What's your mentality when you're on the mound to be able to to dominate a, a, as much as you do? Um, I just throw at them until they hit me, and then I can start working away if I actually need to. But if it's just one guy, like against DeWitt, their, their leadoff batter, number 13, he was the only kid that hit off me and uh i don't know i just knew that i could pound the strike zone just throw four seams down pipe paint corners <laughs> they weren't gonna hit it and then if i needed to sauce a couple sliders up in there <laughs> <laughs> just, i don't know it's not, it's not that i don't know i don't know it's not i don't know i just try to dominate just try to put the fastball right there and if they can't hit it then they can't hit it but if they can then I'll work around it. Like, do you have to amp yourself up? Like, are are you? I've never seen you pitch. Unfortunately, I'm sure yeah. I will at some point. Yeah. But are you? Are you an emotional pitcher, or are you? Uh, no, you're. No, yeah, I'm pretty mellow. I don't okay. really, I don't really show any emotion. I, I don't know. I don't like hype myself up or anything. I just get up on the mound, throw my strikes, walk off the mound, get back in the. So you're not. You're not yelling. Or, or screaming or anything like that. If you get a big strikeout, you're you're not pounding your chest or no. You're just you're good. You're like, yeah, I'm supposed to do that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> really. I don't, I don't really like. No, I don't do that. Like I know against la last year against Celine, that was a we had the. Game. Well, uh, we were. I was pitching and then they were pitching and it was like going back and forth. Uh, we were winning at the time and after like their pitcher struck someone out like he would just go off and they would be yelling at our coaches and stuff and that was you got very chippy it, yeah it was not the best um uh sportsmanship game yeah, i got uh, i got two <coughs> warnings and about 45 seconds apart from each other but remained in the game you got two warnings yeah from from your coaches or from the umps, the umps. really <laughs> they didn't they didn't want to throw anyone out but if they I was, I was to, just protecting my... They definitely could. My, my teammates. Could yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what happened? Um, Take me through it completely. Well, <laughs> step right. by step. All right. What did you so say? The whole, uh, no, the whole game... <laughs> we, can, we can bleep things out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, the whole game, it was like already chippy. Uh, they had a kid named... I'm not going to name him. I don't know. Don't name him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was our shortstop. He was just being super like obnoxious and ignorant all game long like spitting at our coaches swearing at our coaches swearing at our coaches like flipping them off and stuff so I got in second I hit a double were there no other adults around to take care of apparently this little child <laughs> no, there were they were just letting them be like their coaches and their yeah. parents and everyone was just so letting I, I hit them, a, like their players I don't do know. that and it was really confusing to us being an up north team right, where yeah. sportsmanship is like pretty strict <laughs> and I don't know. It was yeah. it was different. So I got on sure. second base. I'm not sure how. Might have been a double. Might have been a walk. I don't know. Um, a walk. I might press steal. Uh, yeah. Walk steal. Um, <laughs> so the catcher was just calling out one sign. So I ended up verbally calling out the catcher signs, telling the pitcher, telling the batter what was coming, and then the pitcher steps up the mound, and starts swearing at me. So I start going back at him, <laughs> and then <laughs> the shortstop starts tripping in. And then the umps just like like you guys need to stop like to call time out, set us both back apart from each other, and then it just kept going as soon as he like turned the game back on. And then they gave both dugouts warnings, 
And then... I shouldn't laugh and <laughs> reinforce this behavior, <laughs> but it is funny, or at least now. Yeah. It is. Looking I'm, back I'm sure it. then it was uh, a pretty it was, awkward situation. It was like the most angry I've ever been in my life, I, I'd say. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was It, it was, was definitely rough. Like, And then we lost on a walk-off home run, so that made it worse. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, that, the sting of that is probably yeah. still with you, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. So, I guess we can stop talking about it. <laughs> uh, have, you guys, have you guys seen that video of the, I think it was a minor league, or college game. It's like a Division three college game where the pitcher gives up a home run, and the guy is circling the bases, and he gets right around third base. And the, yeah, and the yeah. pitcher just makes a beeline and just yeah. drills him out yeah, right, it was, right after he I turns third base. That to him on Instagram like perfect, two days ago. Like, yeah. perfect form tackle, too. He no, decleated like everything. Was, I have not seen that one, oh and I don't. Know. Why? It is yeah, great. You know you're in for a treat. Mine and Josh's recent text messages. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was harsh for sure. Is yeah. Isn't it so much nicer having them in studio? Yes. North Central is taking the lead here in game one. Holy! Oh no! Yeah. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. No. It's the announcers that's oh my, oh <laughs> no, which is definitely that announcer trying not to swear. Oh, f- oh. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. I like the lady who tried to get on the court at the NBA game oh. the other night, or the Alpina basketball game. Yeah, you see that? Did you see about that? Huh? No, the Alpina <laughs> basketball great. game. Stories. The like <laughs> apparent like. Caden was like Caden Warner was uh, was like <laughs> I don't know it wasn't like, it was, I guess he was being a little more physical with was, the same kid that he got it was a season long like I don't know it was like they it's had like, two other games or another yeah, game I don't know but Caden was like being physical with this kid and their mom like came down well, like he, onto he the dunked court. on the kid yeah yeah and then like <laughs> kissed at his parents blow in front of back down the court <laughs> and then and then they called timeout and then Caden walked through their huddle and just like and then his mom came down. His grandma, his grandma came down on the court, and was cussing out the ref while the game was going on on the court. Yeah. Wow. We're like right next to the coach. It was. It was we, got, we got a lot of stories. We're we're, we're, we're <coughs> never in the right places when we need to be, James. I guess, we, I guess we, we needed to be there. Not in Alpena enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never been to Alpena. It's probably a good thing. My life. <laughs> <laughs> a, a coach. I was interviewing a coach one time. Uh, who was from Mayo, and somebody asked him something about Alpina, and he said, like one of the greatest quotes, and he said, he said, it's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. Wow. <laughs> 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 it's a good thing that the Record Eagle doesn't cover Alpina. Yeah, it'd be bad if someone someone watched it from there or listened to it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, boys. So I was thinking, we'll wrap up, play right. a little heads up, a little competition. <laughs> sure. James and I need to be better this week. All right. Be, so be gonna, better. I'm gonna I need ask, to be better. I'm going to ask you to, to choose a better category <laughs> this time. So we did this uh, We did this last week with uh, Ben Chalette and Matt Ochoa from the TC United. You, Reed, you've never played Heads Up before? I have not, but... All right, so you're going to see this happen for the first time. All right. And you uh, will have uh, a round each. And then at the end of it, whoever has the most, probably you guys, uh, <laughs> just based on how last week went, I still think um, we'll, uh, that'll decide the winner. And then what do you guys, this has been great, by the way. A lot of fun having you yeah. in here. Uh, yeah. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you, guys. A lot of fun being here. All right, man. So we're not going to do accents and impressions. No? Okay. Good with that? All right. All right. Uh, I suppose. So we could do totally 80s. Uh, Seinfeld. I mean, you know a lot about Star Wars, but I don't, so I think that's probably not a good. Yeah, that's fine. Um, best of the decade, pop culture, superstars, blockbuster. Mo- Are you a movies guy? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. You want to try movies? Uh-huh. You can do movies. All, All right. right, this is going to be interesting. Speaking of which, I saw the. Oh, I saw the. I saw the. You guys get to choose your own. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You guys will get to go through and choose your can own. Can we, like, talk and do hand gestures? Or what yeah. is it? Oh, it's like. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's like charades, but you get to talk. Okay. okay. Yeah. The one person's yeah, so like holding really the phone up here so that, then the, so that the other person can see what the clue is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Can't you skip to if you go like that? Right. So if you don't know it, you can just flip the phone up if you get it correctly move it down and that'll keep score 
right. So, all right. So for blockbuster movies, for this deck of favorite movies, give clues to help your teammates guess which which movie is on the card without saying any part of the movie name and without rhyming. All right. So you can describe the plot, you can describe <laughs> characters, okay. you can do all, all that. Right. Just can't say part of the movie name or uh, or rhyme it. Movies? All yeah. right. Okay. We'll look through it. So you can say... So Why not? Because you can say characters in it. So it can yeah. be pretty easy. Yeah. Or actors. Yeah. Yeah. Or what it's it. about. All right, so we're going to... Like if it was Talladega Nights, you could just say, you know, NASCAR, Will Ferrell. Shake and make. Shake and make, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I'm going to go first. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Let's do this. All right. Let's not suck this time. <laughs> Let's get more than one. Oh yeah. Because it was one last time. I don't even know. Oh, this one. is a cartoon uh, about insects. A bug's life. Ants. Ants. Yes. Nice. Uh, Molly Ringwald. It's Life's a coming well. of age teenage uh, movie. Sixteen Candles. Yes. Uh, space. It's on space. I'm trying to remember who this one is. Um, it's also what what holds you onto Earth. Gravity. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you might get these after you drink. Hangover. <laughs> the hangover. Nice. <laughs> uh, this is a cartoon about a, uh, two dogs, a boy and a girl who, they do the thing with the, uh, Lady the, tramp. the spaghetti. Yep. Boom. <laughs> you got <them> screwed. <laughs> uh, this is a football movie about a left tackle. Blindside. M- yep. Um, this is also, this is a Dr. Seuss, uh, the, the most famous Dr. Oh, Seuss. God. Yep. I don't know. Um, this is a Disney movie about a girl who lives in the ocean. Little Mermaid. Yep. Oh. Uh, Will Ferrell. Elf. Nope. <laughs> I'm not Will Ferrell. Will Smith, I would say. Oh. Sorry. It was Independence Day, but we only had like four seconds left anyway, so. You guys are How many did done. you guys get? You guys are done. <laughs> we got one last week, and this one, I just got eight for us. Yeah, oh, we're cooked. Lord. All right. You want you want to do movies or you want to do another category? Movies fine. Okay. Uh oh man, I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Where are you? All right. Jeez. Okay, so you go down to. If you get it right, and if, right. if I want you to skip, go up. Yeah. Nope. Go up. No. Well, oh shit. Right. Sorry. Oh wrong way. We'll just take one off. It's a Disney movie, Esmeralda, um, in the bell tower. Uh, oh. He's got the. Um, on, he's got a big hump. Uh, big on Disney. Uh, on his... All right, Hunchback? Oh, yeah. Take it down then. Okay. We'll just, we'll just do it yeah. now we're even. Uh, John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John. They're high schoolers, but they're Greece. in their 30s. Yep. Uh, Patrick Swayze. Um, it's the... Ghost? Baby in a Corner. Uh, oh. It's the uh, one where they... It, 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 not clean, but... Oh. Uh, Dirty Dancing? There it is. I was trying to think of Roadhouse. Uh, Robert De Niro, uh, Jodie Foster, he, he, oh man, um, you look at Raging the, Bull? No, um, Travis, uh, oh man, <coughs> he is, it's a yellow car. Oh, Taxi. Yeah, Taxi. Taxi Driver. There it is, all right. Time's up. That was bad. That, that was my fault. No, that I should have been so a lot proud of that one. We're going to do it. We were all right. Yeah. <laughs> Still got. Uh, what, did, what, did, what did Ouch do last week? Man. They killed they, us. They, they like, destroyed. They, they got to a point. They they beat us in the first round. You know what category they did? They did uh, wild animals. Right. <laughs> I think I think we can probably do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can make so noises with the wild animals. Yeah, you can just say right. oink. Yeah. So yeah, oink. you guys got to be <laughs> you guys got to be twelve. Twelve. In yeah, between twelve two and of us? two rounds. Oh, we got that wild animals. That's so you want to go animals? Animal? Wait, what are our options? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. What are our options first? So blockbuster movies, which you guys seem yeah, like you we're don't want to do. doing that. One. No. <laughs> accents, accents, and impressions, which you guys also seem like you're not interested. No. Yeah. Um, wish you were here, which. No. That's famous <laughs> landmarks. No. Video games, totally 80s. You guys were born in the 2000s, so I'm just gonna say no to that one. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, ooh, karaoke night, which means you guys get to sing. Uh-uh. No, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'd be down for I'm sure Reed uh, we only had one person. <laughs> We've only ever had one person sing on the podcast. That is true. Um, Kevin Hubble. Hubble. Kevin Hubble from, uh, from Benzie Benzie. Central. Benzie's soccer he player. He sang? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he sang a song. I can't remember why. It was Probably at the end of the to s- earn some goodwill after everyone got mad at him for scoring 16, 16 or goals on goals. 16 no, goals on no Kingsley. Oh, at all. yeah. <laughs> the world blew up and like, he's a kid. Leave him alone. 
Uh, Harry Potter, <laughs> Star Wars. Um, I want to see Wild Animals. Yeah. Sound it out, best of day. All right, you guys. Or, you know what? We can make it really easy for you, and you guys could do Just Kidding, which is the one for little kids. <laughs> Nah, I love the way you guys, you guys, look, you you guys, guys look tempted. Should we just do the kid one? No. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the wildlife yeah. one. All right, yeah. animals Come gone wild, so... All right, whoever wants to go first, place it on your forehead. Here we go. Uh, okay. Oink. Pig. <laughs> we should have um, picked this one. It, Easter. Bunny? I count. What is it? Uh, well, another name, name for, for it. Yeah, another name for a uh, rabbit. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Okay. <laughs> Bat. <laughs> Sheep. No. Goat. No. Uh, Bound goat. No. Um, I don't know. Good at this. Uh, I feel tempted to help. Oh, of course. You always want to help. Yeah, like Silence know. of the. <laughs> silence of the sheep. sheep. No, it's not goat. a sheep. I don't know how to describe a it. A baby sheep. A lamb. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> it's red with black dots. Uh, ladybug? Yeah. I can just... It's got... It's furry with a teeth. <laughs> it makes dams. A beaver. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like in Florida. They're little. Crocodiles? Lizards? Yeah. Flowers, monarchs. Uh, Butterflies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good work. All right. Not bad. That was, I think... Five or six, at least. Something Let's like that. Six, seven? Seven. seven. Oh, all right. You guys <coughs> need six to win. All right. We're going to lose again, man. We did well this time. I think huh? so. At least we did. At least I feel good about losing. Munch in the ocean. Big shark. Uh, we'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Gorilla in the, in the in the trees. Monkey. Monkey. Um, Gorilla. Oh, uh, it's very smart, very intelligent. Uh, um, koala. No, it's no. Another word for gorilla. Three letters. Monkey, but it's like in the trees. It's it's very smart monkey. Planet of the apes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, skip. Shoot. Oops. That's all right. Okay. It's very pointy nose, and it swims in the water. Nor narwhal. No, but like it's it's almost <laughs> that, it's but it's death, like it in is. the ocean and it's very fishy. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, just passed. Oh, uh, it's like a nay, but in the water. Ray. No, no, nay, <laughs> like like a like a oh, oh shoot. Uh, skip it. We're gonna do it, James. Uh, We're gonna it. go one for one. Oh, jeez. Oh well. Oh. There's a seahorse. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like it starts uh, with the same as your first name. Or the beginning of your first oh, name. Oh, yeah. Three. Uh, yeah, we got three. Uh, 12, <laughs> to, 12 to 10, that was the final. 10. Oh. I'll take it. James and I are now one and one. Good work. Off the yeah. schneid. <laughs> well. You guys killed those movies. Well, that's oh. that's that's me. Movie, I mean. He's, I he's a movie yeah, guy. <laughs> way too much time. Speaking thank you guys. Thank so you guys. Much. Yeah, thank Super you. Super fun having yeah. you guys in here. Really it appreciate it. So you know, when you see Carson, and if you see Caden, we'll see Carson in about twenty minutes. Uh, yeah. Well, let's try to set something up, and we'll do that. The hot Chicken ones wings. challenge, and, and have you four guys, and yeah, perfect. We're at the end that one ahead of time because we're at the cook chicken wings. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to. We'll have to do that. Thanks again. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Go. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Another big thank you to our guests, Josh and Reed. Uh, like I said several times before, just uh, a, a lot of fun uh, having those two in here. Uh, it was, again, great to have kids in the studio, just getting hang out, talk baseball, and, mm -hmm. uh, and goof off. With yeah. And, and get paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> and Central coming off that big win this weekend and Saturday over number nine-ranked DeWitt in the Saginaw tournament that they were at that they ended up winning, going on to win. And uh, got the big game coming up against Traverse City West on Tuesday, maybe. Maybe. It's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be windy. 20% chance of rain. I know. Um, a little colder, a little less windy than last time they played it. 
at I, tax. I, I, I do know that they were uh, both, um, Reed and Josh, were, they'll, they'll play, but they're also like, well, if it happens to get rescheduled to a warmer day, we're not going to complain. Yeah. So. I can totally see that. Nobody nobody wants to hit against Wyatt Daniel Avich and Josh Klug with cold hands. No, man. The, the, oh, a stinger on yeah. a day like that has just got to reverberate through your entire body. Yeah. Yeah, through your soul. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move along and get into the Get Around Hall of Fame and into our nominations for Athlete of the Week. I'll keep the baseball theme going, get us started, and go out to Cadillac. And Cole Jenna must be feeling fine. His knee or ankle or whatever it was that he had... Foot. Midfoot sprain. Midfoot. Whatever he had uh, tweaked uh, at, at the end of the basketball season. Seems like he's just fine now. Uh, considering that uh, he tossed a perfect game for the 5-1 and one Cadillac Vikings in a uh, 10-0 win over Newberry. Uh, he went six innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, no base runners, nothing. And that's what that means, a perfect game. He also happened to strike out 14. 14 out of 15. And then, also at the plate, was like, I'll go four for seven, I'll drive in two runs, I'll score three times, I'll hit a triple, and I'll steal a base. Yeah. He was four for four in the game that he didn't pitch. So, there you go. <laughs> Feels like it's a fairly safe bet uh, for uh, induction into the Get Around Hall of Fame. Uh, so, Cadillac's Cole Genema, he is my nomination. James. All right. I'm going to put up a softball player. Keep it on the diamond here. Uh, Central Lake junior second baseman Ellen Rogenbeck uh, on Thursday in a sweep of Gaylord St. Mary, and the and the Trojans have started off the season six and zero this season. So uh, she was five for six with seven runs, seven RBIs, a double, a triple, a home run, two walks, and six steals. Yeah, <laughs> that is a line right there. You want to talk about <laughs> filling up the stat book? That is. Your coach has to move on to another page for that. Okay. Makes it easy then. Uh, Ellen and Cole, uh, welcome in. You are the latest inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame as our Athletes of the Week. And now we can wrap up the show. A couple of things that uh, we want to talk about. I know you have just recently seen The Batman. I went and saw it when it was in theaters and um, left. Whelmed? Yeah. It was kind of a... I mean, I, I, I didn't know what to expect going into it. I, had, I didn't really have any expectations, and somehow I was still let down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happens, but you go mm-hmm. in there and you're like, well, all right, I'll just enjoy a Batman movie. And then I never really enjoyed it, which was a bummer. It felt mm-hmm. like I was watching a, like, it was someone trying to take Seven exactly. and slam a superhero into it. That's what I, I told my wife when we were watching it. I'm like, this is like they took Batman and combined it with Seven. And I happen to love the movie Seven. Seven is a great movie. Yeah. Many Batmans are great movies. But because because reason, towards the end of the movie, I turned to her and I'm like, and I'm like what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, "Oh my god!" But, <laughs> and I, but, and, and then a little bit of Dune. In that it was long and drawn out and well done. I thought I thought that the movie itself was well done. The acting was all right. I, I was actually uh, not expecting much from Robert Pattinson, and I was kind of pleasantly surprised i guess um did you not laugh when paul dano started singing ave maria <laughs> in the in that the, the cell scene between the two of them like for some reason none that was a takeoff in the orphanage because it was playing there i think it, and he was raised in the orphanage i know but it was just it was i thought it was funny because it was so bad like he was just i have you seen the deleted scene no. There's like a whole like five minute deleted scene that they did with uh what's his name? Uh Brady the guy who plays the Joker. 
You only get to you only get to see his face in the thing. He's in the cell next to right. next to the Riddler. Yeah, I did not see that. Yeah, there's a whole like five minute scene where, uh, and and this is a spoiler. So if you haven't seen the Batman, stop. Right. Yeah, we should say spoiler alert at the top. Uh, <laughs> where Batman goes to Arkham to talk to the Joker to get his opinion on like a basically a psych evaluation of the Riddler. Yeah. And <clears throat> cut that out? Yeah. That it kind of it kind of I'm like I'm like where do you put this in the movie though? It kind of didn't fit. And okay. it was also like five, 5 minutes long for a movie that was already really long. So they cut it out for length. Um and they've pretty much got the Joker's face kind of it's it's not in focus mm-hmm. the whole time. Like he's in the cell and he's talking to him through glass and everything. Um, until like at the very end where they kind of have a, z- a very zoom in on him. You can just see like the mouth and everything like that. And yeah. it's still got like the deformities like what they had with Heath Ledger and stuff. But It's funny that you bring this up. He did uh, pl- did pretty good job, I thought, with that. Brady, I can't remember what's his last name, Irish actor. He's uh-huh. in The Eternals. Can't help you, dude. And Dunkirk. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Wish I could. Someone's screaming at their radio or phone right now, like, Brady, mother. Starts with a K. I can't you know remember what? We actually. have, the nice thing is we, we have uh, the we internet have the at, Google? Uh, at our fingers uh, at, at all times. It's just. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. It's interesting that you brought it up because I was having a conversation um, with someone, uh, I think last night, maybe two nights ago, where. Yeah, I had we were watching uh, TV, and I, I thought, should I give the Batman another shot? I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's K E O G H A N. I'm gonna say Kagan. Okay. It's because it's Irish. All right. But yeah, he was he was he was one of the stars of Dunkirk. Okay. And then was also in the Eternals. So he's actually in DC and Marvel. I just wonder if like I, the Batman comes with a certain kind of gravitas right like that is already built in there's so much canon like the respect is it's already there but for some reason i just didn't feel like this movie had earned it and so i wasn't buying i wasn't buying the storyline i wasn't buying the characters but i guess i guess that's maybe just because you know i grew up and i had i had michael keaton as my Batman, and I respected that, you know. And I was even at mm-hmm. a young and naive enough age to be fine with George Clooney and Val Kilmer uh, as as uh, as Batman. And then we got spoiled with Christian Bale, and he was great uh, in Batman Begins. Ben Affleck, Dark Knight. Yeah, I've never seen any of that. <laughs> Was there only one movie or two? Did you two? I don't know how many he's in, but yeah, it wasn't very many. I'm wondering if I should give another shot. The only problem is, do I want to give another three hours of my life to something that I didn't really like the first time? And that's the question. Yeah, I like I started getting the 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 seven vibe like immediately right off the bat. Well, it's because it's all the rain, and it was just. So much of it seemed to be rain and dark, and then the cipher, and then when at the end when they find the Riddler's place, and I'm like, geez, this looks like it's straight out of seven, where it's like, yeah, yeah. And I understand, like, okay, so you're paying homage, and I get that, but so much of it, I'm like, all of this has been done before. Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything new here, right? The use of the Nirvana song, I did like that. Okay, it, but, but it's the same. Just because I like that song. Yes. And, and but I, it also was a precursor to what happens at the end with blowing up the bridges, or blowing up the thing because it's about underneath the bridge. But we've just we've seen that with with different songs in the past. You know, people have used you know Tool songs, and there's just that's kind of been done. And when that hit, I'm I'm like, okay, you're trying to do this, but you're not going to do it as well as the people who did it before you, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm not usually this critical of a I, movie. I, ag- I agree that it's a movie that I'm probably not going to like rush out to watch again. In part because it's so long. Um, I am interested to see where they take it. Yeah. 
because from the deleted scene, it looks like that Brady Kagan does a pretty good Joker. You know, and, and we'll, when we we'll see. I mean, the interesting thing about the movie too is that, I mean, Batman doesn't save everybody until like the very end when he he helps some people get out of Madison Square Garden, the Gotham Square Garden, or whatever. But essentially, he the Riddler's ahead of him a step the entire movie. Yeah. Including at the end. Just all seemed very convoluted to me. Yeah. But I am not upset at the people who really liked it, mm-hmm. who really loved it, like my younger sister. She loves it. She's watched it many times. Thinks it's great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it the, just didn't just didn't hit for me. The one thing that I thought was going to happen was the, the scene where they're up on the top of the scoreboard or whatever, and Catwoman comes in and, and, and saves him. And everything, and then one of the Riddler's guys starts attacking her, and he's like all messed up because he's been fighting dozens of people or whatever. And then he like injects himself with adrenaline, yeah, and everything, and starts beating the crap out of this guy. I'm like, oh, he's gonna kill somebody. I'm like, that's how they're gonna change Batman. Right, Batman's gonna kill somebody and then start going out a dark hole. But <laughs> but then he didn't. <laughs> And I, again, I also think I was spoiled with um, Spider-Man: No Way Home. I still haven't seen that. I need, to, one of I need the to see that. Is that streaming yet? No, uh, not for free anywhere. Yeah, um, but you can you can buy it. It's to- I mean, it's one of the best superhero movies ever. It's now probably in my top ten just all movies of all time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I think, or at least my top fifteen has two Spider-Man movies in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And Spider-Man: No Way Home. No Way Home is unreal. How good it is! It has no business being as good as it is because, again, you were just like, "All right, this is a movie that's just going to pay lip service to everything that came before it," right? It does, but it does it in such a really like emotionally creative way. I can't hype it up enough. I, mm-hmm. I hope you watch it, and when you oh, do, I will. when you do. We will talk about it uh, uh, on the podcast. So, all right. Um, congrats to Miggy Cabrera on 3,000 hits. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that, but uh, I think it's important that um, we at least recognize one of the greatest accomplishments mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in baseball be, history. Be twice delayed. Which is, uh, I, man, I had s- stuff planned for that and you know this i had stuff mm-hmm. planned and then uh it just it just didn't work out they, they walked him i couldn't believe it which was which strategically was the right call yeah because but it's because April, man right like but it's still cares? still if you're if you're trying to win a game uh it, it was the right call i mean austin meadows has a horrible track record and against lefties and in that situation and I would have much rather taken him over Miguel Cabrera. It didn't work out for the Yankees because Meadows came in and hit a seeing eye single bloop single that won the game, right. kind of, or blew it open. But, uh, but strategically, you, I think you take that, you do that every time. Were you able to watch it? Did you watch it happen? I did not. No, I was helping run a uh, homebrew class at Fresh Coast Brew Works when it was happening, and I got the notification on my phone and went inside and watched some of the replays on TV. Yeah. Just an opposite field single, just what Cabrera does. Mm-hmm. It's the bat on the ball. That's why he's got what three thousand and one plus hits. I don't know if he got any hits on uh, on Sunday. I didn't watch the Sunday game. No, but. Yeah, it's something you don't uh, you don't see often, and I was uh, who knows if we're gonna see it again. I, if Mike Trout can stay healthy, he can get on a roll where he's getting, you know, two hundred, two hundred and fifteen hits a season. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I saw a stat that he's the only person with three thousand hits, five hundred home runs, and hit over three hundred five career. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Well, that'll wrap up episode 215 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, thanks again to Reed Seabase and Josh Klug for joining us in the Get Around studio and putting up with us and being good sports about everything. Uh, a lot of fun to have them in here. Uh, James, thank you for being you. As always, much appreciated. 
Uh, episode 215 of the Get Around Podcast is now in the books. <laughs> <laughs>